Hello and welcome. Danette here. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, five fun and easy savings hacks, things that you can do to hopefully have a good time, but to easily increase your savings. Over the years, I've asked my clients multiple times, how did you get to where you are today? And without fail, some version of it has become a habit is what everyone has said. We save regularly. We add to our 401ks regularly. We don't take money out of the equity of our house. And in every case over the years, clients have developed habits of saving, making it automatic. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Five fun and easy savings hacks. Hello, I'm Danette Lowe, founder of True North Wealth Management and your host. Welcome to a fresh episode of Ready to Retire. If you're starting to think about retirement, wondering if you've saved enough and want to learn more about how everything fits together, you're in the right place. On this show, I'll tackle complicated financial topics and break them down into easy to understand concepts. If you're ready to live an amazing life filled with family, friends, travel, and interesting experiences, you're in the right place. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. The way to make these savings hacks that I'm going to talk about fun and easy is making them become a habit in your life. I was talking to clients saying, how did you get to be where you are today? How did you go from working in the beginning to building up what you have today, which is being able to retire comfortably and all that? And they kind of laughed when I asked that question. They're like, what money? When we first started out, we didn't have any money. He worked. She stayed home with the kids. They had two boys. And they said, we used to go out on Friday nights. This was our big outing. And what we did was we got the kids all bundled up. And after dinner, we drove over to Target. We would get a little snack in the little cafeteria area they have there. And we would get a little bag of popcorn or a little something, a little snack. We would put the kids in a shopping cart and we would push them around and watch them and just window shop at Target. So they would just go around the aisles at Target, mind you, and not buy anything. And they did this every Friday night. And that was their big fun. The kids looked forward to doing it and they would walk through the aisles and just think about the things that they might want to have. And I don't know if you've ever been to Target, but I can't imagine going in there and like not finding something, right? Not finding at least one thing that you needed. There's so many choices at Target. So what a cool story of a way to just make savings a habit, just to not spend, were able to go out, had fun. It became a habit for them. It was a lot of fun. And when they told me the story about those early days in their life, you should have seen just the sheer joy on their faces as they 
thought about that as they had those memories come back about those early days and how much fun they had window shopping at Target. That's the kind of thing that I wanted to talk about today is how do we build those types of things into our lives? So I came up with five tips that we're going to go over today. The first one is to analyze your spending. So understand what your spending is. A couple of years ago, I had a client ask if I could talk to their daughter and her husband about finances. The client's daughter and husband were kind of always broke and always hurting for money. So this couple comes in and I was going to help with some financial planning. And the first thing we do when we sit down and talk about financial planning is we take kind of an inventory of where you at. What is your income? What are your expenses? What are your assets? What are your liabilities? And what insurance do you have? So those are the first categories of things we cover. We cover other things too, but those are kind of the main things. When I first sat down with this broke couple and asked them about their income, they were making about $350,000 a year. And I was so shocked because the parents have this perception of these two people struggling. And, you know, $350,000 a year should be pretty good for our geographic area. And so I was really surprised that the parents have this impression of these guys struggling. We sat down and the next question is, well, tell me about your expenses. And the first thing right off the bat, they have two car payments, brand new cars for both of them. And the two car payments were more than $2,500 a month. And as we went through their expenses of entertainment, going out to eat, travel, and whatnot, it really, really added up. And so sometimes the first step at saving money might be to take a look at where you're actually spending your money. What are your actual expenses? And this couple, I think they really didn't have a feel for how much money was going out. They believed that the cars are just expensive now, and they are. There's no question they're expensive now. And they just believed that that was part of your expense. You have to have a big car payment. So in a way, they were in the habit of spending money. And instead of what they could have done as an alternative is had one new car payment at a time. So buy one new car, and when that one's paid off, then you can buy the next car. And instead of having two brand new car payments higher than a lot of people's mortgages, they could have staggered it. That would have been something they could have done. So what I'd like you to do is download your spending for the last 30 or 90 days and really take a look at where the money is going. Really take a look at how much are you spending on going out to dinner, on car payments? What are your biggest expenses? And can you do anything there to lessen that? By spending less, you're going to be saving more. So that's a really fast and easy way that you can reduce your spending and increase your savings. I balance my checkbook every month. I have done it for years. 
I know it seems a little old-fashioned, but there are a lot of ways that you can just download your information directly into Quicken and QuickBooks and things like that. I use Quicken for my personal checking, and I use QuickBooks for my business. And I do balance my checking every month. Not only do I take a snapshot of what I have spent money on, but I also look forward over the next 6 to 12 months of what money I'm going to be spending going forward. I think that's a great way to find out where you might have some opportunities for savings that you didn't even realize. It can be pretty easy, especially, again, when you develop it into a habit, you make it into a regular habit. The next tip we're going to talk about is credit card interest. I had a friend of our family come to me a few years ago. He said, Danette, I need some financial advice. We have a lot of credit card debt and we need help with that, how to get out from under that. So if you have credit cards, you can be paying a lot of interest, maybe without even realizing it. Life is busy and sometimes we need to use the credit cards just to get through. In his case, our friend's case, he lost his job and his wife was still working, but they went from two incomes to one income and they didn't change their spending at all. They were still living in the same way. He wasn't really the one handling the finances. She was. And so he was checking in saying, are we okay? Are we okay? And she said, yes. And what happened was, in their case, is they were on vacation in Mexico and he couldn't pay for something because every one of the credit cards got denied because every single credit card they owned was maxed out. That was when he realized that they owed so much in credit card debt. So they came back from the trip and I said, well, first of all, you've been out of work for at this point, it was two years and you're not having the same income yet. You're living the same sort of two income lavish lifestyle. So part of the problem is sometimes people are not even aware of what's happening in their financial system. So if you are not the one that is primarily taking care of the finances, at least set up a regular interval to check in with the partner who is taking care of things. And in their case, their credit card debt had accumulated to over $70,000. He said, what should we do? And what I told him was to get all your credit cards together, go over to the trash bin, cut them all up and throw them away. Then he said, Danette, I thought you were going to give me like a secret, the secret advice or the secret help for that. And I said, yeah, I just did. Right. That is the secret is to stop using them. At their point, they were using them for daily living expenses like groceries and gas and lavish and expensive travel and things. So they needed to stop using them. So if you have a lot of credit card debt, And there are times, especially when one spouse loses a job, that you don't have a choice in the beginning that you have to get into that situation. The way to get out of it is 
as soon as is possible, stop using the credit cards. Don't take vacations and things like that if you are using credit cards to finance them. It's okay to use the credit cards to get the miles and things like that, but not if you're using them to pay for the vacation itself. And the first thing you want to look at is if you have multiple credit cards, like in the case I was telling you about our friend, is you want to pay off your utilization. You want to get your utilization down. So if your credit limit is 10000 you don't want to owe more than 5000 So if you're going to try to pay off credit cards, take that as your first step is to get the available balance up to about 50% on each of the card that you own. That will help your credit rating. The second thing to look at is you could look at what is the interest rate you're paying on the credit card, or you can look at your balance. And I prefer looking at the balance, even though it may be a lower interest rate, I prefer if people pay off the smallest balance first. So if you had four credit cards and you're sending $100 to each of them, pick the one with the lowest balance, get that paid off, and then you can take that $100 and put it towards the second highest balance or what is now the lowest balance. And by keeping your payments higher, number one, I think that'll help you pay it off faster. And the psychological benefit of seeing the progress that you're making, I think is worth it as well. So credit card interest is something that can really creep up on us if we're not paying attention. There are times in our lives when we have to use credit cards, we don't have a choice. And that is what they're there for. It's for emergencies. And also you can use them for regular spending as long as you're paying them off each month. So hopefully that's a really quick and easy tip to get that under control if it's not for you right now. Now, the next tip number three is regularly increasing your savings. People who do this on a regular basis, contribute to your 401k, contribute to your IRA. When you're doing a regular addition to savings, it adds up. And if you can get into the habit of increasing your savings a little bit every six months or so, then you're going to get to a really great place very quickly. So what I'd like you to do is if you have a 401k plan and you're contributing 6%, then go on and increase that to 7%. You will not notice the difference. Then I want you to set a reminder to increase your savings by 1% every six months. I promise you, you will not miss that money coming out of your paychecks. When you make the adjustment for taxes, it's not going to be 1%. It'll be somewhat less than that. And it's going into your long-term savings to benefit you. And it becomes really easy. If you're already maxing out the amount that you can send for a 401k, then consider funding just a regular savings account. Put $100 a month into a regular savings account. See what you can do. Just do something and increase it regularly. My clients over the years, again, that are doing very, very well, they get to retire when they want, they get to travel as much as they want, 
They live wonderful, beautiful, amazing lives. Some of them that have been working with me for 20 years did not start with what they have now. They accumulated the wealth that they have today by this strategy, by this one thing, which is constantly and regularly adding to your savings account. And when you have the money coming right out of your paycheck and going directly into a savings account, you don't miss it. So then whatever you have left, you can feel good about spending because you're taking care of your long-term savings first. So hopefully fun, hopefully easy. Moving on to number four, this has two versions. So version one is to take a $100 bill once a month and put it into a savings account, like a piggy bank style savings account. So once a month, you're going to take and withdraw a $100 bill. It's not easy to do, right? Because you have to go into the bank and do this, but it adds up. I've done this for a little while now, and it's kind of fun to see the actual money building up. There's something about physical money that we're losing our connection with or how much things cost. I think we're losing a connection to because everything is on credit card. Everything is on debit card. Our paychecks are getting automatically deposited into our bank account. And so we're kind of missing the actual sense of what money is representing or what it means. So I started doing this, taking the $100 bill out once a month, and I put it into a little piggy bank style thing. It has a glass face so I can kind of see the money building up in there. Then I occasionally use it for things. So two years ago, we had some landscaping work done around the holidays. We had to have a number of trees pruned and cut back. And the only time they could come, it was kind of early December. And they had a crew come out to our house. It was three men and a young lady. These four individuals worked all day long. They did not stop. I was so appreciative of all the work that they did. They were so polite and checking with me. And did we do this right? And did we do that right? And at the end of their day, we had them just for the one day. I went in and at the time I had just started doing this savings thing. So I think I had like five $100 bills. I took four of them and gave it to one each for them as a tip. And I can't tell you how much joy it gave me to do that, you know, to have that available, to give that to them. And periodically, I do let the savings build up and I do take it, tend to spend them when I travel or do something else. But this one time when I gave it as a tip at the Christmas time to these workers, oh, they were so appreciative. I can't even begin to tell you how appreciative they were. The other version of the $100 bill challenge is just to take one $100 bill out. This is an exercise that I learned from Esther Hicks. Esther Hicks channels Abraham and talks about the law of attraction. This is an exercise that she's talked about. And this is where you take a $100 bill 
and you put it in your wallet, just one, do it every month, just one, and you mentally spend it. I spend it on this, I spend it on this, but just in your imagination, you don't actually spend it. So you just mentally picture yourself spending it over and over again. And it's just kind of a fun thing to do. It's kind of a fun thing to have that $100 bill and say, oh, I can buy this and I can buy this and I can buy that. And when you actually do spend it, it's like so exciting because you've thought about all the other things. Like you could have spent it at any point in time, but you're kind of like saving up and it's really a fun exercise. So I recommend trying it. And that's what this is supposed to be about. Some things that are fun. Number five, the last savings hack is the one that I am most excited about. And this one is called the best things in life are free. Isn't that just the truth, right? We can do all the things that we can spend money on all these things, but really when it comes down to it, the things that give us the most pleasure, the most enjoyment, tend to not have a lot of cost. And so what this savings hack is, is to make a list of five things that give you a tremendous amount of pleasure, a tremendous amount of fun, that don't have a lot of expense associated with them. And I'll give you a couple of examples. The first one is friends and family. Having a good conversation with a friend or family member has virtually no cost, assuming you both have phones. Taking the time to call someone up, call them on the phone, not texting, call someone up on the phone, And taking 10 to 15 minutes or whatever it turns out to be, and just having a nice conversation. It's a beautiful way to spend time. It costs next to nothing. And you and the person you reach out to will be so glad that you had those few moments together. I have girlfriends in a study group, and we try to see each other once a year, but we're all over the country. And so we text and we, email and back and forth like that. And occasionally we call each other and just have a conversation with each other. And it's so nice. I like to just call my mom and say, hey, how's it going? And hear about her day, especially with COVID. Our seniors have really suffered from a lack of connection with others. We had a shredding event the other day and Some of the seniors of our clients that came out, one of them, he said he hadn't been out in two years. Anyway, so it's a really great, fun thing. One of the other things I have taken up is art and drawing. I inherited a case of oil paints from my grandmother. I've held on to this case with her oil paints and it has her handwriting in and It was a class she took, and it has all the listing in pencil of her supplies needed, brushes and things like that. And I wanted to dig into it, but I had no artistic ability, I thought. None, right? And so about five years ago, oh, about six years ago now, I took a class at the community college. It was Drawing 101. And oh, I fell in love with it. 
I went from drawing to watercolor to acrylic to oil painting. And now it's just something that I do, even if I only have a few minutes, even if you're just putting color on paper, it is so relaxing. It is so much fun. And the art supplies that I inherited from my grandmother that are easily 40 years old still work and still have lasted. So it's something that is very fun, very relaxing, and that can be done very easily. The next idea is when Derek and I first got married, we didn't have a lot of money like most people, and I didn't really know how to cook. So the way I learned how to cook back then was when we would go out to dinner, if we had a meal that we really liked, then I would find the recipe in my Betty Crocker cookbook and replicate it. So this is something that we still think is kind of fun. What we do is go look on a menu for a fancy restaurant and pretend that we're going to go out. You can look at menus from any restaurant anywhere in the world and see what they're offering. And you can look through and say, oh, okay, that sounds good tonight. And you can plan that into your weekly meal and make the meal at home. And nowadays, with the internet and YouTube, it is so easy. You can literally have anything sound good. If you don't know how to make it, you can just go on YouTube and find a recipe and make it from scratch. It is such a fun thing to do. The same thing kind of goes for travel. Like, If you're wanting to travel somewhere, and I think we've talked about this before in another episode, it's really fun to go onto YouTube and watch travel videos for the location you might want to go to. And again, virtually no cost as long as you have internet, things like that. So the other two ideas that I have on the the best things in life are free category. One is meditation. Meditation is something that we can do at any time. A lot of us are really stressed out these days. A lot of us are really overwhelmed. And I know I am recovering from suffering from panic attacks and anxiety. And meditation is the main thing that helped save me, get me through it. At first, when I first tried meditating, you know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't stop for just three minutes. I would set the timer on my phone and for three minutes I would say, I'm not going to think about anything for just three minutes. I couldn't do it at first. I was so stressed out, so overwhelmed, so overscheduled. And I find now that as I recognize when I get myself overscheduled, which can easily happen, that taking a few minutes, doing a meditation, even a quick five-minute one, helps make all the difference. Again, absolutely no cost. And the benefits of developing a regular meditation practice, you just can't describe it. The last one on my list, and of course, the list can go on and on. What I want you to do here is make a list for yourself. But the last one that I wanted to talk about is laughter. One of my goals for the past like year or so, maybe a little bit longer, 
is I want to try to have good, fun, belly aching laughter at least once a day. There's two things. One, you can't laugh when you're mad, when you're angry, when you're scared, when you're stressed out. It's really hard to laugh when you're feeling those emotions. So I really try to consciously look for things that will make me laugh or that are funny. So one of the fun things that I've been doing is when I spend time with my granddaughter, she and I can really get each other going. Like we can really get ourselves cracking up. And that's so much fun. We have so many games that we play that we can just be in hysterics. One time she was laughing. We were playing some kind of spaceship game, I think, on my bed. And we were laughing so hard. She peed her pants a little. And she's like, Grammy, I just peed. And I I was, I said, yeah, usually that's me when I'm laughing too hard. And that made us laugh even harder. We started watching a little TV show called Bluey. It's on Disney+. And that show is so cute. She came over on Saturday and we watched a couple episodes. And there was one point in that show that we were just in hysterics laughing so hard. Derek came up from downstairs to see what was going on. And that is, again, totally free. Spending time together, playing, drawing, art, meditating. There's so many things that we can do that just don't cost anything. So I hope that you've enjoyed the five tips for savings hacks that we came up with today. I hope you can incorporate some of them in your life. I hope you have a lot of fun with it. And it's been great. Thank you very much. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Ready to Retire. I'm your host and certified financial planning professional, Danette Lowe. For over 20 years, I've been helping busy professionals beautifully navigate the transition from working full-time and saving their money to confidently retire and live the lifestyle they've worked so hard to create. For more action items and help as you approach retirement, sign up for our newsletter at truenorthwealth.com. That's T-R-U North Wealth, all one word, dot com. I'll be back next time with more retirement planning fun. Have a wonderful day.